Good morning, everybody. Woo, that's loud. Let me stretch up that down a little bit on my end. There we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to today's show, Appreciate of Education Talk Radio. I'm Larry Jacobs. I wish I had tested my mic before I started the show. Sorry about that. Okay, it's blasting in my ear, so I had to change it. Okay, welcome to today's show. It's the day after the Super Bowl. Of course, a major national holiday as well, though. All right, in case you missed it, you heard it here first. The Chiefs won. And I thought the funniest part was the uh, four-jet flyover when they flew over a closed, domed stadium. So the people inside couldn't even see it. Go figure that one out. But whatever. It's all the hype of Las Vegas. Chiefs won. Sorry about that, San Francisco. And we're moving back education right now. I got a great show with good friends, like good friends from that Landmark College over in Putney, Vermont. That's a great school for neurodivergent students, ADHD, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, they just do a fantastic job. Two professors, Adam Layler and Michelle Dealer here, and they're going to talk about the transition for neurodivergent kids. And I might add, the parents of neurodivergent kids transition Okay, to uh, college from high school. And uh, as I said that, I realized how funny it is because parents have to transition too. The kids are going away, all right? They're more dependent on people that are far away. They want to make sure things are set up right before the child gets there and student gets there, et cetera, et cetera. It's going to be a good show. And uh, Michelle and uh, Adam know what they're doing as does that whole school over in Putney, Vermont. So um, we're going to have a nice conversation with them. Just want you to know we're going to archive the show over at ACE. Dash and uh, oh, by the way, did I mention I'm Larry Jacobs? If I didn't, I apologize for that. We're going to archive the show over at uh, ace-ed.org. All right, please go over there, check it all out. All right, everything we do is over there. Our magazine, Equity and Access, Pre-K-12. Our podcasts are all over there, plus a ton of other information and information on our Equity Awards program. So uh, check it out. Everything is free over there at ace ed.org. That's the home website of our American Consortium for Equity and Education, which is so important these days. It remains important. Equity is simply giving every child the education they deserve, having the education bend to meet the child's needs. <clears throat> it's that simple, okay? And it's not political or anything nuts like that. It's just doing the right thing, education in this age of technology. And without further ado, let me introduce ladies first, Dr. Michelle Deal. Good morning, Dr. Deal. It's Larry here. Yeah, good morning, Larry. It's great to be How here. Thank you, you for having me. Excellent. Nice to have you here. Are you getting going to get snow? Were you here in Maine? You might get a little snow tonight. Are you expecting any over there in Putney? Uh, we are expecting a little bit of snow. We are. But that's a good thing here. Yeah, that was a good thing. You live in a beautiful place. You do putties adorable, okay? Michelle is the professor deal is the director of learning technologies, research and development at Landmark. And she's the one who develops the online courses and the products designed to serve the neurodivergent kids that they serve and their families. And that's a key thing we're going to talk about today. Okay, let me introduce Adam Layler, Dr. Layler for you today. I'm doing well, Larry. Great to talk to you again. And I have to say, I, I, mean, I thought you were going to mention. I thought you were going to mention that uh, that you were that you found the funniest part to be when Travis Kelsey almost <laughs> surprised his uh, coach during the middle of the game, and he almost dropped his clipboard. <laughs> that was pretty funny, and I hope Mr. and Mrs. Swift, Taylor's mom and dad, <laughs> noticed his temper. Before they yes. give her, her hand in marriage, him or hand Indeed. in marriage. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He did. I read the paper today. What that was about was that he wanted to stay in the game. and He just lost control of himself. Yeah. Okay. It's... Which is no excuse. He, what he needs is his parents to go through what you guys offer from Landmark to help him transition <laughs> from a regular yeah. game to a Super Bowl. It's that simple. Yes. Emotional yes. regulation. As they say, my favorite part was the flyover that nobody could see. I love that part. <laughs> okay. yeah. Flyover Dome Stadium. What can I tell you? And the halftime show, Usher's a talented guy, all the people you have that talented guy, there were talented guys, etc. So it's just all over the top Las Vegas stuff. It was just nuts. Yes. Okay, yeah, what can I say? What can I say? All right? Okay, we'll move. I'm sure the halftime show, I'm sure you're trying to emulate that the halftime show for the, what, the basketball team or whatever. What teams, you know, I never asked that question. All the shows, what, what sports teams do you guys have over there? Yes, uh, we have a bunch of them. Um, what? I mean, uh, we have a basketball team. We have a cross-country team. We have baseball and soccer. Um, so, I mean, those are the ones that I tend to go out seeing most often. And then we have uh, a lot of recreational uh, sports, I mean, including a uh, uh, hockey rink that we erect in the middle of our quad every winter. You're kidding. Yep, it's a, really nice to see the president out there skating every once in a while. You know, Dr. Eden, that is fantastic. Yep. Okay, well, I love guy. that. I didn't know that. I didn't know yep. that. He's a man all around and a hockey guy to boot. How about that? Okay. <laughs> nice. And you guys, I, I'm curious now that I'm on the subject. Do you play other schools? How's that? Who do you play? Yep. I mean, we we play a, a number of other schools. Um, we've uh, recently the, the schools that I know that we've played um, include Hampshire College, which is down in. Uh, Amherst, Massachusetts. We sure. played the Rhode Island School of Design, which is out of um, Providence, Rhode Island. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, those are the those are the two I'm thinking of off the top of my head. Do you play Keene State at all? Um, I don't believe we do. Um, but I, I may be incorrect on that, but I don't, I don't know that we do. Yeah, Keene, Keene, by the way, is Keene State, New Hampshire, everybody. We're talking national. Indeed. Okay. Yep. But uh, cool. That's good Good stuff. And, uh, by the way, Putney's right basically on the – the southeastern corner, if I may, of, of, of Vermont near Brattleboro, right on the border <laughs> of the Connecticut River over to New Hampshire. Just trying to put it in. A lot of people listening from Iowa, they have no idea where Putney, Vermont is. So that's where it is. Yeah. I always say it's right where Massachusetts, New Hampshire, and Vermont meet. It is. That's a good way to put it. Okay. Most people all over the country have no idea they do meet. They do. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> So there you go. That wouldn't get them there, Adam. That wouldn't get them there. Yeah. They meet. Geography. Lesson in geography yeah. in addition. <laughs> <laughs> this is funny. You know, I got to I gotta ask, okay? I started the show, and, I, you know, we're always, and we should be concerned about the students as they transition, especially the kids <laughs> who are neurodiverse, they have, you know, ADHD, et cetera, whatever. But um, dyslexia, whatever the case may be. But actually, I realized I was opening the show, and I'm sure I'm going to go talk to you about this. this well, no, I'll stay with Adam on this one, okay? How the, talk to me about the parents, okay? Because special ed parents, a lot of these, these kids have been in special ed, and they, yeah. they tend to get extremely involved with their kids, which is good. They advocate for Indeed. their kids, okay? Indeed. But the kids are in a local school district when that's happening. Now they're moving away, let's say, to Putney, Vermont. 
Okay, how's this transition work for the parents? And I think you have to, I don't know how to say this nicely. I hope I'm saying it nicely. Settle them down and let them understand that you guys know what you're doing. All right, and you're going to advocate for the kids. It's a whole different world. So just, Adam, you do this one. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it, I mean, I should say, start off by saying that uh, I'm both neurodivergent and I have two neurodivergent children. Um, yeah. I mean, one who's in the special education uh, system at his school. And, it, I mean, to be honest, I mean, parents work their tails off I mean, yeah. across the country in order to get uh, I mean, stu- their children what they need out of the educational environment. Um, make sure that they have the accessibility to really show off their talents and skills while also getting the support that they need. Um, And that's, and that's a long journey. I mean, that's, I mean, for many parents, I mean, that is, I mean, 12 or more years that, that they've been in this role in the driver's seat. That's right. Um, And, and I mean, as one myself, as an educator, I really respect the amount of work and time and energy and oftentimes tears that go into that. Um, it's, I mean, it's really, I mean, parents have a tremendous role in the education of their child. And the, the thing is, though, they'll continue to throughout their lives, whether it's in college or, I mean, uh, graduate school. I mean, it, it's gonna, you're never going to completely abandon your kids. Um, no, I, well, I hope not. Yeah, yeah hopefully not. Yeah. Um, yeah. That said, it's, I mean, what happens when you go to college is that there are different laws in place. Um, and no longer are students being covered by the Individuals with Disabilities Education Act. Um, and 504 uh, of the Rehabilitation Act changes as well. Um, what happens is that a lot of the power and the control um, over their, of the education gets transferred to the student as young adults. And that is... I mean, honestly, that transition to young adulthood is scary for any parent, <laughs> whether or not they have a neurodiverse right. child, um, and is not something that is ever <laughs> learned overnight. Um, it's, uh, I, mean, I mean, I know that my parents, I mean, still, I mean, think of me as their little baby, and are, I mean, will look out for me and advocate for me and look after me, and, and I'm in my 40s. Um, so it's not something that anyone expects you, uh, I mean, parents, to completely switch a, uh, flip a switch and over the course of the summer between a senior year and college have a completely different relationship with their child. If they do, they're wrong. Uh, yeah. That said, I mean, it's, it's our job as educators in college to make sure that families recognize that there has been a change and to educate them and help them understand that their role is a bit different now, both um, in terms of a legal sense, but also in the dynamic, especially if a student is not living at home during their undergraduate education. Um, So, I mean, with with that, it, it becomes really important for us to help parents see that they're no longer in that driver's seat. We like to think of it more as a tandem bicycle where you have a, I mean, during early education years, the parents in the front, I mean, steering the, the bicycle and 
uh, I mean, supporting with the power, much like the, the child is uh, in, uh, in the second seat. But then in college, it switches. And uh, I mean, the student is in the driver's seat. And the parent doesn't leave. The parent is there and providing important support and contact with their child. But they're doing it with, uh, I mean, while also trying to provide them the opportunity to gain independence and to take calculated risks that sometimes don't work out too well, but then they figure out how to recover from it. That's important. That's such an important part of adulthood, realizing that a stumble doesn't mean the end. It just means that a solution needs to be found. Of course. Okay, failure is part of learning. What can we say? Exactly. Yeah, it's it's an important part. But I have to answer this. I'm going to get to you, Michelle, in just a second, but I want to just continue on this. When you say all that, Adam, okay, in uh, in reality, I want to say it this way. I want to get to how Mm -hmm. Michelle designed all this stuff, but, okay, I, I want to, how the hell... How did the kids and parents, when, when did they start to realize that's a good analogy that the seat on the tandem bicycle has switched? Mm-hmm. Okay, when did that actually start? And let's just go to college here. Does it start before yeah. freshman year, in freshman year? And you must have a feel for this, even anecdotally. Like when yeah. did kids, like, yeah, you know? Yeah, man, it's, I mean, this is, this is anecdotally. but yeah, man, of course. I mean, students start feeling that oftentimes right away. Um, it's the first time that they uh, they are independent. They are, I mean, experiment a little bit more. They they look at their situation. They learn things about their life that they may not have known in very short order. Um, I, I always laugh about the, uh, the the fact that so many students don't know how to do laundry. Um, before they come to college, and then hey, please, the I just learned couple... that I've been married a long time. I just <laughs> I still confuse my my uh, colors and my my lights and get pink shirts all the time. Um, and, but, and by but, the way, Michelle will appreciate this. Whatever you do, gentlemen, don't put a cashmere sweater in the dryer. God <laughs> no. <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, even in those first couple of weeks, they're learning these life skills that they hadn't known before. So they're growing <laughs> at a very right. rapid pace, while many parents, frankly, are still in what could be I mean, considered sort of the mourning period of not having their You're child right. at home anymore. Right. Um, it's, right. it's a change, a major life change. Um, so by the time our students come back for a fall break or a long weekend, I mean, the dynamic has changed. Um, it's uh, whether we want it to or not. Um, and that's going to continue throughout the college years. Now, the, the thing is, sometimes parents uh, don't necessarily realize that or don't want to believe it until later on. Um, uh, but it, it is true. It, they're going to they're gonna grow. Let me help the kids who are listening. Just bring the bag of laundry home at that first break. That's all there is. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's simple. Okay. My kid, every, every kid does that. Okay. It's really funny. And now, Michelle, what you do, and I want to go over this. You're director of learning technology. Thank you, Adam. That was, that was a great intro to all this. No problem. Okay. So, great. Okay, Michelle, Dr. Deal. Yes. Director of Learning Technologies Research and Development. What you do, you are instrumental in reading off this, in the development of the online courses and the products designed to serve neurodivergent students, so the kids at Finley in our college, 
and their families. Okay? How do you put Correct. that together? Okay? How do you – and this is going to be funny because I know you're good at what you do. How do you figure out how to do that and what to tell them? And, uh, you know, was it hit and miss? Well, well, you know, that's a difficult thing. And you're, it's an interesting position you have because you have specialty students. Okay? They are a bit different than the typical – I wouldn't say that nicely – a high school student, there were different challenges and needs for a lot of the kids and their families, as we were just talking about. So how did you put all that stuff together into the technology to, to figure out what was needed in there? Give us, yeah, give us your so, secrets, Michelle. Give us your secrets. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what we've really been recently working on is a family resource hub. Um, so, yes, my department's job is to research and develop new online products, and um, part of our research led us to uh, discovering something we, we more or less knew but conf- confirmed more, um, that families have little knowledge of the post-secondary transition for neurodivergent youth, um, and they're not familiar with post-secondary services and programs, but they welcome web-based support and resources that they can trust and that are not time-consuming. And so that led us to think about how can we help families in an online web-based platform for the uh, transition age youth. So the Family Resource Hub is our newest addition to, excuse me, Landmark College Online. And we did some research into what might be the best modality uh, for adult learners, um, and we went with microlearning. So microlearning is a learning modality that is brief, about 15 minutes or less, and it only provides the essential information that is intended to be applied immediately. So each of our microlearning modules focuses on one topic, comes with one objective, a related strategy or tool, um, some recommendations for further learning, um, and a reference list. Give Uh, an example. Give an example of one. Sure, sure. Well, right now on the hub... Yeah. Right. We have uh, an example. We have two uh, two theme packages right now on the on the hub. Um, Moving from stigma to strengths is the title of a package that we recommend for families and caregivers interested in teaching their student how to advocate for their learning needs. So the topics covered in this package are neurodiversity, growth mindset, EF-friendly classrooms, universal design for learning, and inclusive technologies that help. Um, We also have another package identifying and pursuing post-secondary education options. And so um, that's providing essential information about the invisible curriculum, online learning, choosing the right college, applying to college, and short-term and gap year options. And, of course, our plan is to add several more. Yeah, yeah. Are are these available to any parent? If somebody clocks into it's uh, LC online, Correct. Okay, and Correct. I, have, I have it linked here. Okay, so if they, if they, can any parent, regardless of whether they're, let's say it's just students in 11th or 12th grade, they have a kid who's neurodivergent, 11th or 12th grade, can anybody tap into this or do they have to pay for it? Or uh, what if they don't go to Landmark, they're going to go to the University of Michigan or whatever. Okay, yeah, sure. We could. 
Yes. Yeah, no, that's a great question. We created the hub for all families, um, and it's never too, you know, too early. So even ninth grade families or middle school families wow. might be interested wow. in some of this information as they prepare. Because as Adam said, this isn't going to happen overnight. <laughs> um, and so we're really looking to help parents throughout their journey, throughout the high school experience, so that they make that transition. Um, but getting back to your question, yes, if you yeah. go to LC online. Uh, you'll see a link for, or a button rather yeah. for parents, yeah. and that when they select the four parents button, they will take them right to the hub. And at this time, we have uh, the packages that we have up are for sale uh, for 149.99, and they can they include five modules in each package. We also have a sample model available too. Uh, for families who want to kind of get a taste of what the, the micro-learnings would be like and feel like online. So in that case, we get, we, um, we're covering Microsoft's text-to-speech tool called Immersive Reader, and in this case, families can learn how to use the Immersive Reader yeah. so they can help their students support their reading. Yeah, this is really good stuff, and we talk to a lot of special ed folks and all that sort of thing, okay? And, and when we're talking this in, in K-12, Okay, we'll talk about mm -hmm. to talk to a lot of educators. Mm -hmm. How important, uh, if I may, because we're talking about parents, we're talking mm -hmm. about students, okay? But what about the K-12, I'll to call it the, uh, the upper grades, if I may, uh, which I think is more important in this case as kids transition to college. The upper grade educators, be they a general educator who's working with a neurodivergent kid or a special educator, are, are they tapping into this resource? I hope so, and letting people know about this, because this is really important. We want kids and parents to be successful. Parents, because they're going to help their kid, but it's very expensive not to be successful. Okay, you send your kid to the wrong school with no help, boy, that costs a lot of money. Okay, it it's does. Not like, yeah, you know, and, and, and the, the goal is to have the kid be successful. Okay? Correct, so that's how, right. What, what role does the teacher, do, do the K-12 teachers, I'll say k the 9-12 teachers, okay, play. Yeah, well, you know, a lot of the a lot of the content that we provide, particularly the uh, tools and strategies we offer, ask families to work with their student to, for example, in the case of like EF-friendly classrooms, to identify the executive function strategies that can be used in a, in a classroom to support students. So in this case, it would involve having a conversation with the student's educator and sitting down and talking about, you know, what is already happening in the classroom that supports uh, executive function and what could, could, what could we still do that could support that executive function. And that's one small example. Um, yes, I would say that educators could also benefit from the hub as well when we shared sample modules uh, with members of our Landmark College Institute research and training uh, members of that. We, we got a lot of feedback from executive function coaches as well um, who wow. work with students and educators, um, and they really saw the value of this. Um, they could see themselves working with families um, using this tool um, alongside with the families to help them work through some of the, some of the more difficult issues that, you know, um, when you're sitting there by yourself, always aren't, aren't easy to complete. <laughs> yeah, what's what's the most as you brought What's the most difficult issue? Is it the separation, or is it just? What's the I most think difficult? that depends on the student and 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 their own struggles. Um, but 
overall, the goal is to help students become more independent and to advocate for their learning needs and to become more self-aware about what those learning needs are so that when they get to college, they can be more successful in education. But there are also other units in the, coming in the Family Hub that will also talk about, you know, supporting a fulfilling college uh, life on campus. Um, and you know the what, what what are the drawbacks and the benefits and what what might you be looking for and so I've been working with students here at the college um, as well as looking to the research to um, to create the, the content um, that would help students um, help families and students figure out things they can do so that when they get here um, they're feeling a little bit you know more sure of themselves and um, and they definitely know how to do their laundry. <laughs> <laughs> So, Larry, can I jump in for one second? Yeah. Yeah. I, don't uh, I mean, just on the, I mean, going back to that topic of teachers and educators, um, yes, this is a great, I mean, this could be a great tool, as, as Michelle was saying, for them to use as a guide for really educating parents uh, about, uh, about their role, um, you know, or families more broadly, uh, their role in college transition. But we also have a variety of, I mean, other resources for educators. Um, the, the family product and, the, and our family resources are all part of a larger umbrella group called Landmark College or LC Online. And then there are really three right. focus areas. We have one area focused for students, one for families, and one for educators. So wow. educators, I mean, in addition to our, uh, our family resource hub, I mean, which they can certainly access, um, we have uh, conferences that we, that we offer. We offer a certificate program in learning differences in neurodiversity, which includes a good amount of this information. Um, we also have uh, opportunities uh, for professional development where we work with educators either on their campuses or in their school buildings um, or via online. So that we offer a tremendous number of resources for educators as well. Right. It is so darn important. And Adam, I got to ask you this question. This is oh, it's almost like a sales feedback question, but I'm curious. Obviously, not every family that's going to go, maybe they do, I don't know, but go to Landmark, okay, is going to take the online courses. And I'm curious, as you two work together with the, let's say, the freshman kids who are coming in, do you see mm -hmm. a difference? And I bet you do, between the kids whose family of science, the families have signed up for the family of. And the kids who don't. I bet the kids who signed up for the family hub are a little more well-adjusted, I would imagine, and ready to go than the kids who aren't. I'm just curious if you see any difference in there. It speaks to the power of what Michelle's doing. Yeah, I mean, one of the things I mean I could say is, I mean, I mean broadly, um, the, yeah. the better informed the families are. Um, the longer on-ramp that they've had to transition um, to college, I mean, starting early, helping their child develop um, self-advocacy skills in any, I mean, through any avenue is going to result in, uh, I mean, the student generally having an easier transition uh, because they already have many of the skills that they practice that they can transfer. Um, with that, with that said, I mean, certainly, uh, I mean, getting access to the, that knowledge uh, and skills is oftentimes difficult. Um, while some uh, 
high schools and uh, in other secondary programs do a really good job with transition planning and educating families. We know the research says that many of them don't. Um, and they, parents really don't have any other avenue for learning this information yeah. other than scouring websites, trying to figure out what's legitimate and what's just people talking. Um, what we're trying to do with the Hub is really centralize this information so that there's the, 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 the one-stop shopping where they can go to to know that it's been vetted not only by researchers like Michelle and I, but it's been exactly. built by parents and students, uh, folks who have folks who have done it. Uh, Over how so, many years now? How long's Landmark College been there now? Uh, Landmark's been in existence since 1985, so we're very quickly yeah. approaching our 40th anniversary. Um, and uh, yeah, <laughs> it's exciting. Um, it's uh, it's. Um, but uh, I mean, the division and the research uh, group that has really helped uh, I mean, Mich Michelle's team in developing this yeah. has been around for about 25 years now. So we've seen this, I mean, over generation, I mean, generation after generation of students, uh, I mean, go through the program. Uh, but also, we've seen generation after generation of families go through the program. Exactly. Um, so. So working with parents and families is not new to us. This is something that we've been doing for many, many years. We probably have, uh, in my, at least in my experience, having worked at a number of college, colleges, the greatest involvement uh, with families of, anyone, uh, of any institution I've ever worked for. Um, and what we're trying to do is translate some of this support um, to not only parents before they get to us, but to families who may be going in a different direction, may be going to a different institution, um, but they need this information to support exactly. their child. That's, exactly. That's why I thought it was important to get that point across. They, yeah. If you, you have a neurodiverse, any kid really, but specifically in this case, neurodiverse kids, okay, they need a little yeah. extra help, okay? And you want to make this transition easier, and, and I'm going to say it again, I hate to bring it down to this, but more economically feasible. Mm -hmm. Okay, yep. you can't. You just you just got to do it. It's, it's that it's that simple. And Michelle, I got to ask you something. You, you and I forgot the last word of the phrase. You said as a child moves from stigma, and then you said to something. I can't remember what you said. Is strength. Thank you. But sorry. Okay, I just couldn't remember what the word you used was. And the word stigma uh, struck struck me interesting. When you when you know. Special ed is 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 um, sometimes removed from general ed. A lot of times, you know, it's all put together, mainstreamed, and all that. But the kids still, mm -hmm. I'm sure, feel a bit different. Okay, if I may, just a little bit outside. And this isn't every mm -hmm. kid; just a, a stereotypical statement. Okay, but from stigma to strength, that's an important thing. And I hate to think that the kids feel stigmatized, but just talk about that phrase for a second. I just found that really interesting that you said that. Yeah, well, I think you. Something. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you speak of the stigmas that students do experience in school when they are sort of um, um, not uh, when they have been set up maybe positioned yeah. in such a way that that their their learning struggles have been positioned as a kind of a it feels like a stigma for them, and they've had difficulty uh, yeah. get asking and getting the accommodations that they deserve and need, um, and so. 
part of the shift of moving from stigma to strength is to understand um, that there are there's a lot of wonderful resources that exist. It's their right to ask for them. And um, Good point. we want to empower students to feel, um, you know, good about themselves and that they can do this kind of work in college. They can. They can. Okay. They, be, they right. can be extremely successful. And Very. you know, just, um, it's, it's really important because the move, the move just to realize you're a young adult and on your own and perhaps living away from home is enough. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, but to move, to be, <laughs> um, I don't want to say it's more independent even, you know, with, with a special need, if I may. Okay, and I'm, I'm so, so sorry when you said the word uh, stigma. I hate to think the kids feel stigmatized, but of course, many, many do. Okay, and it's time to get over that. Yeah. Okay, and just it's just part of part of life. Okay, that's yeah. simple. Okay. Absolutely. I mean, you know? and Larry, I mean, I, I'd add that it's it's. I mean, there's stigma, which, I mean, is. Challenge, but then also for many of our students and many folks who are neurodivergent, um, it leads to trauma. Um, it's they, they've had an experience yeah. trauma within yeah. the educational system, and I, mm-hmm. I mean I think about, I mean stigmatized, I mean bullying um, students exactly. who are in special education. I mean pulling them out of the class. I mean identifying exactly. them as different and putting them in a, a separate space sometimes for I mean up to 60% of the day um, and then I mean on that uh, I mean beyond that you have situations where I mean they're focusing on I mean for a good portion of the day the things that they likely hate most about learning <laughs> the things mm-hmm. that are the most <laughs> difficult for them and we're just going to drill them uh, I mean mm-hmm. uh, until they get it um, and I'm, I mean, I'm not a, in opposition to remediation. I think everyone can get better in their areas of challenge. But we also have to work to support students in the areas where they have strengths, that they enjoy, that they have aptitudes, that they can yeah. grow. The things that will oftentimes end up being what they focus on when they are looking for careers or looking for activities to engage in. So, I mean, what we're trying to help uh, students know at the end of the day, trying to help families know that, you know, education is for everyone. It's, I mean, it's, uh, I mean regardless of what your challenges are, you're going to have areas of strength where you enjoy the work and you want to keep learning. And the thing that education sometimes does is it, I mean, it puts out, it snuffs that fire um, uh, for loving to learn. And any educator, every educator's goal should be to how do we get the student to be lifelong learners? How do we yeah. get them to, once they get out of the formal system, look at the newspaper, or watch the news, go to a museum, go to a zoo, and keep learning? Um, and that's what's going to help our society broadly more than that's any right. particular right. particular lesson. Um, so, I mean, helping students find the strengths, find their, I mean, and strengths goes beyond that. It goes to passions, things that excite them. Um, that's the goal. Exactly. And I want these, and, and, and again, I'm going to go back. Um, I never want to see these kids stigmatized at all. Mm-hmm. Okay. And yep. I want that, I want that side of it. Okay. To go yep. away. There's no need for mm-hmm. that. And I think it's, I think it's moving that direction, but still it, it can be hurtful. Okay. Yeah. And 
Yeah, when you go to a place like Lynn, or you're, you know, you're you're seeing the power of of a good education and how far these kids could go. It's really, you guys have done great work. What can I tell you, Adam? Thanks a million, Michelle. You two are terrific. Thank you for being Thank here. You. Thank you. Thank you. Enjoy the enjoy the snow. Go skiing. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Absolutely. Thank you both. Thank you, Larry. Excellent. Just terrific. Thanks a million. Okay. Thank Wonderful you. talking with you. Yep. Bye. It always is. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Bye. By the way, it's not only just enjoyable talking to me, it's enjoyable talking to them, too. Well, it's Monday morning, and I stayed up late to watch the Super Bowl. Okay? Way too late for yours, truly. Okay? It was a long game. All right. We're going to write kind of the show over at org, and I hope you go over there and check out everything we do. You're cordially invited. Everything's free over there, and check out Landmark College. If you're a special ed teacher... Okay, or a special ed parent or know someone who's in that situation, please. The, what they offer is absolutely great stuff. It's a beautiful place. I'm Larry Jacobs. Thanks for listening.